Welcome to Passive Wealth Strategies for Busy Professionals, the show that teaches you and other busy pros how to grow your wealth so you can live life on your own terms. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. Our guest today is MC Lobsher. MC is a wealth strategist, educator, and a financial freedom fighter. He is the president and CEO of Producers Wealth, which we'll talk about today. He hosts the Cash Flow Ninja podcast, a top-rated business and investing show available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this show. I'm a big fan of his show, and I recommend you check it out. MC, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Honored to be on your show and uh, great to connect. I'm happy to talk with you. And I, I mentioned uh, I'm a listener of your show. Most of the time, you're on the other side of the interview. You're asking the questions. So I want to have you on to talk a bit more about what you do in your business and get you on the other side of the interview. Can you tell us a bit more about what you do at Producers Wealth? Yeah. So uh, Producers Wealth is a wealth a creation firm that virtually helps uh, clients all over the, the, the United States. Uh, we have the ability to serve them virtually in all 50 states. And then also we have some partnerships in Canada to help our Canadian uh, listeners and clients up there as well. So we're not a wealth management firm. There's no uh, money that we manage. We help uh, create strategies for investors, for business owners, for entrepreneurs, and for busy professionals. Um, and then we also help them to set up infinite banking, uh, the infinite banking concept, and uh, or as cash flow banking, as we call it, and integrate that with real estate investments, and their businesses, and, and so forth. So um, investors uh, and uh, entrepreneurs and business owners are a unique breed. Uh, we operate a little bit differently. And for some reason, the majority of folks that are out there follow the advice that everyone else follows when it comes to money and it comes to financial financial strategies. And uh, it's not to their strengths. It's not designed or built for investors or for uh, entrepreneurs or business owners. So we uh, we show them a completely different way of uh, how to invest and how to uh, produce more and create more around their strengths and around their skill sets uh, where they have more control. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they they know how to protect their downside and then they can multiply whether it's the value or the money. Awesome. And I totally agree, you know, not just in producing this podcast, but in, you know, my own uh, investing and entrepreneurial journey, I've gotten to meet a lot of very successful investors and entrepreneurs, and they have a very different mentality compared to your kind of middle class or, you know, average eight to five working stiffs mentality of, you know, work more hours so you can save more money and sock it away in your 401k and buy a house because it's a quote unquote, a good investment and all those, all those good things. Whereas, you know, we're coming at it from a different angle. So I totally agree with you there. Now you mentioned the infinite banking concept or what you call cash flow banking. Can you kind of give us the basics on this because you know I want to start with the basics because I've heard this before and I'm still I still feel like I'm missing a few pieces so I need to hear things a few times so if we can start at the basics that would be great absolutely so one of the things uh that and I'll just start with the basis that it fits into an overall strategy so one of the things that I mentioned is that uh, the strategy, the number one strategy for an investor and an entrepreneur and a business owner is completely different 
than the strategy for the average person, right? The average uh, person that, that goes in and works and uh, earns or gets a W-2. And a lot of people would say, well, MC, what do you mean by that? You know, give us an example. And one of the, the, the well, the low-hanging fruit right there is that what employees and most, the majority of people do is they work, they earn their money and they they, they max out their, their qualified retirement funds, right? As you just mentioned, they have zero control over it. There's zero downside protection. And um, yeah, they so it's kind of like a hope-based strategy where the entrepreneur and investor, they have a specific skill set, whether it's real estate investors, whether it's you know uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. So they are generating and producing and creating value in their business and money in their businesses. And then they take their money and then they give it to someone else that's going to invest it, which it takes it out away from them, away from their strengths, right? So I always joke and say, you know, it, it just blows me away how people are absolute ninjas. Um, they just knock it out of the park as far as production and, and making money as investors or entrepreneurs. And then they hand it over to a financial advisor that takes it away from their business and away from their investing business. You know, if you have an, if you have a machine where you can stick in a buck and it spits out a hundred, how much would you like to put into that? Now that's your business. That's your investing business. So where the infinite banking kind of ties into that and this, uh, it's a, it's a strategy that puts you in con full control of, of the asset class. It's built on uh, a dividend paying a whole life insurance investment. Now that's a dirty word I just said. It's almost <laughs> like a four letter word, right? Insurance. But what it basically does is the info banking concept just allows you to reclaim the banking function and control over your cash flows. That's basically what it comes down to. And insurance is just the best vehicle to utilize to do that because it's a savings vehicle, right? So um, it, it's an it's an asset which allows you to do a couple of things. The first thing is you have full control over it. So you control how much money you put in there, how much money you take out of there. And we'll get into the more uh, more kind of, I would say, the more uh, high level strategies in a second. But the money that you put into these policies uh, is liquid. So you can access it at any time. There's guarantees on principle and growth. You have access to dividends because the, the companies and the carriers that these policies are structured with are mutual insurance companies. They're not stocks. It's not not AIG or you know State Farm, which is mostly property and casualty, which also sells life insurance. So it's completely different. They've been around for 100, 150, some almost 200 years. They're not listed on the stock exchanges. They are out of that system. They ma they're managed on behalf of the policyholders, which are the shareholders of the company. So you earn dividends as a shareholder in the company. The money inside there grows tax-free, and then there's also untaxed distribution. There's no contribution and distribution limits like with IRAs. It's completely private, private contract. It's an invisible financial instrument. So nobody knows that you have this. Nobody knows that you're going to take policy loans, you know, outstanding. There's no credit, uh, credit run on that. Uh, it has asset protection in, in mo well, all 50 states. I know there's 46 states that has complete asset protection. And then, of course, it's it's life insurance. So it provides a death benefit where your beneficiaries get it um, income tax-free when you pass away. So it's great to, uh, as far as estate planning and legacy planning. But I think the big thing is that when you build up um, 
when you build up cash in the cash value of this policy, you get to use this cash value as collateral to borrow from the insurance company from. So basically what that means is you don't borrow from your policy. You just borrow from the insurance company. Um, well, you get a policy loan that's uh, that's collateralized by your policy and your death benefit. It's almost like using, you know, I, I know folks that have used CDs in the past when they paid, you know, anything way back when. Mm-hmm. So you would, you would fund CDs in a bank and then you would use the CDs and borrow against the CDs getting a loan from the bank, right? So you still add your CD. So essentially what this does is it has your money working in many different areas simultaneously. Now you integrate it with real estate investing and your business. Now you're supercharging it because your $1 in your own personal business economy is doing many, many different things. But I think it's very important, I think, from a, a, a just a, a 30,000 foot level to say it's part of an overall strategy. You know, it's not everybody... <laughs> We we tend to think in terms of products, not strategy. I'm from South Africa. I love Ernie Els. He's one of my favorite golfers. Ernie has got an amazing swing, you know. And I, I if if you were to offer me Ernie's swing or his golf clubs to go play the Masters, I take his swing. I don't care about his golf clubs. I think the insurance portion should be seen in the same light, where it's part of an overall holistic wealth strategy and not just sitting there by by itself. Interesting. So I think as somebody that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'd say I'm on the younger end and I don't have children. I don't have a lot of things and I haven't thought much about life insurance. You know, I count myself as a newbie as far as life insurance goes. And there are a couple of options, right? There's whole life versus term. And you're talking whole life insurance. Am I, do I have that right? Yes. Absolutely. And the other thing that I would say, though, too, is uh, whole life, which is a permanent life insurance product and um, term, which is just as it says for a specific term, these are all just vehicles. It's the same as real estate. Right. It's it's again, it's all about how you use them in the strategy. You know, if one one guy that's very vocal on whole life, for instance, is Dave Ramsey. And people would say, well, Dave Ramsey says whole life is a horrible place to park your money. And I would say, well, Dave is right. It depends how you use it. For the majority of people, it's a, ver- it's a terrible place uh, to, to park your money. But for folks that have it as part of an integrated strategy and also has it structured very, very differently, high cash value life insurance, which this is not the, uh, the cookie cutter whole life that's sold out to the public there. If you use that, that could be one of the most powerful tools that are out there. And that's why if you look inside of family offices where uh, some of the, the the money and the wealth of the wealthiest families in the country are managed, they all use this strategy of warehousing their savings in these vehicles because it has all of these qualities um, that, that, that I just listed. So it fits into their overall strategy. But yeah, from an insurance standpoint, Again, it's a, you know it's a vehicle term is is basically a twenty year or a thirty year uh, period that you can that you can insure yourself, um, and the insurance company then basically takes on the risk, right? So if something should happen to you within the twenty or thirty years, then they pay out a death benefit. If nothing happens, then the the term simply expires. It's almost like a put option. 
that you use to protect yourself in the stock market, right? So you are in an asset. And by the way, the number, the biggest asset that you will ever have in your life. So it's basically, and especially if you have a family and young children, a way of protecting yourself and your net worth and your income potential for a certain period. Permanent life insurance and whole life in particular is for your entire life, which means if you have a policy, it's going to endow. And what that means is that the insurance company will pay out at some stage, whether it's now, whether it's 30 or 40 years down the road. You know, you never know. We might even live to 121, which is some of these policies are structured for. They pay out your full death benefit, by the way, if you if you hit your <laughs> if you hit your endowment age. So they know that, you know, the, the, the policy is going to endow. So from a legacy planning standpoint of bringing it all together, um, you know, the, the, the Rockefeller families, which um, a lot of these family office models are based for, of, they're huge fans and proponents of this because it's phenomenal with wealth transfer into the next generation and especially keeping the money all together in one family trust. So there's many different applications, but, you know, from a real estate investing standpoint, it's, it's one way of just putting, putting a little bit of rocket fuel uh, on what you're already doing. Interesting. So one of the questions I've had as I've heard this described is maybe you mentioned it and I, I missed it or I was thinking or something. I don't know. But um, the policies accrue a cash value over time as you once you get a, a policy and you continue to pay the premiums it accrues that cash value. How quickly does that accrue and how long, say, if I take out a policy now, how long is it going to be until I can start borrowing any appreciable amount of money against the policy? It all depends how you fund it. But for uh, people that have funded it with larger amounts, it's av- it's available, you know, the, the, the cash value, whatever you're funding it with is available relatively quickly. So I'm talking within weeks, within months to borrow for, uh, against. So there are, I mean, there's a lot of different strategies that we use, but essentially the premium that you put into the policy, um, you should have about 80% of cash value, around about, you know, not a blanket statement. Everyone is different. There's different underwriting uh, uh, ratings. There's different um, uh, different variables that comes into insurance underwriting. But for the most part, you should have close to uh, 80% of the premium available in cash value, and you should be able to borrow close to 90% of that uh, cash value in the first year. Uh, so, and within months, if you're f- if you're funding it as a lump sum and paying your entire premium for the year upfront. So um, it, it becomes available very, very quickly. Um, and yeah, I mean, at this, at this, at this stage, you are, um, you're, and essentially what you're doing is you're putting your money in a place, warehousing it efficiently for savings, until you deploy it into investments at a higher, you know, at a higher rate of return and then redirecting it and warehousing it back in there. So I think that's a question that a lot of folks have is um, they said, well, they don't understand, you know, they, they fund the policy, they borrow it at 5% right now is, is a, is a, is a co- pretty common rate that a lot of carriers allow you to borrow um, using your policy as collateral. And so you're investing in a higher rate of return and then paying your policy back. So essentially what you're doing is you're just replacing the bank where if, if you put your money in a bank, you would just use your money, invest it, the proceeds and the returns from the investment you would put back in your bank account, right? 
you're doing the same thing. You're just replacing it with a with an insurance policy because it allows you to become your own banker. Interesting. Okay. And you've mentioned a few times that you know folks take money out of the policy or take a loan against the policy to invest in real estate. And you know, I'm certainly a fan of real estate, and most of the listeners are as well. Great way to create wealth and cash flow. Do you make any specific recommendations or point any of your, say, your clients in any particular direction as to what assets they should look for? You know, whether it's single families or investing in syndications or, you know, some maybe with for some folks with a little bit more money going to and taking down uh, commercial properties all on their own. You know, what direction do most of your folks go? It's a great question. So that's that's the one thing. So our philosophy is that you're your number one asset and you are the CEO of your own life. So we provide a ton of education. We provide, provide resources. We have trusted partners in all of those spaces, but we never, ever, you know, would say, hey, you, you know, Mr. or Mrs., you should invest in single family or you should invest in commercial or multifamily or mobile home parks. <laughs> I think most of our clients already have an idea um, and they already have a knowledge base of certain things that they would like to invest in. Um, another And another thing is you, you had mentioned um, businesses. So for instance, you know, if you, here's a great example. We have a client that he's an absolute rock star when it comes to, and it's a, he's a, was a former physician, but what he does is he purchases practices, physician practices, and he's got a team that then comes in you know, and obviously these practices are inefficient or running a loss or there's issues with them, right? And they fix up these practices um, because he has a team. That th- this is the skill set. This is his. This is his space and his sphere of strength. He knows more about this than the majority of people, right? So, and he's got a team. He's got relationships and all those things in that space. So then he turns it around and he either keeps it for cash flow or he sells the project, uh, the uh, the practice to another investor, which is now buying a cash flowing practice uh, rehab, quote unquote, from day one. Now, someone like that, if, if, if that, that client comes to me and said, hey, I want to invest in, you know, uh, real estate or, you know, something else, I would, I would just say, well, <laughs> you know, you've got an eight, you've got a machine again, there back to the machine where you're sticking in a dollar and it's spitting out, you know, a hundred Everything, you know, more than most people in that space, uh, you have a team, you have experience, you have a track record. You know, that's one of the things where do you want to leave that rather, right? Then stay there and keep on putting that buck into that machine and it spits out 100. So, yeah, we don't steer or guide them. It's it's all about we encourage education. And that's why I have the podcast to introduce them and as, as many folks as possible and um it's it's all about their interest, what they're they're interested in. We've got folks they want to stay with single family properties, uh, turnkey investments. We have other folks they like the the syndications, especially the busy professionals, right? Um, so it, it all it all depends on them. Um, but uh, yeah, I can give you an example too if you're interested. Just by integrating that of how we've 
of how we've used uh, and helped folks just integrate that to uh, a case example, if you're interested. So I'll use a 40-year-old male, uh, which is ironically what I'm going to be in January. Uh, but um, so if there's a 40-year-old male that's looking to invest in real estate and um, the goal, the end goal basically is of generating passive income, maybe the financial freedom number that uh, that this male would have would be around $30,000 per month, which is $360,000 per year. Um, we would then look at the capital that needs to be deployed over 20 years, which is 4.5 million. Now, there's a couple of ways to do that. Um, if this money, let's just say there's $200,000 per year that this uh, particular person would be able to allocate towards funding and, and going after this goal aggressively. If they just did it without the insurance integration, they would fund, they, well, they'll get to the, their target in 22 and a half years, you know, and that's fantastic. You know, you would take your money invested in a vehicle that pays 8% per year, for instance, uh, most mobile home park syndications, right? So that'll get you there in 20, 22 and a half years. And, and, that, and that's phenomenal. Now, if, we, if you had integrated that with the insurance portion, the, the, inf, the infra banking concept, the cash flow banking, as we described it, you would have gotten uh, there by year 20 and you would have an additional $1.46 million tax-free in a vehicle on top of hitting your passive income and your target goal of $30,000 per month, $360,000 per year. That $1.46 million is just that's opportunity cost of doing things just a little bit more efficiently and effectively and paying close attention to that. You know, if you've done it without it, you're still an absolute ninja and you got to your target in the approximate time frame. But because you integrated it, you just put a little bit more rocket fuel on what you're currently doing. Wow. That's awesome. That's a huge difference. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, a nice sum of money for anyone, right? Absolutely. Want daily interviews with real estate investors and none of the fluff? Go to bestevershow.com where Joe Fairless interviews daily real estate investors and entrepreneurs about their best advice ever. Go to bestevershow.com. So MC, what is the best investment you ever made? The best investment that I've ever made is uh, <laughs> is marrying my wife. <laughs> uh, I, it's a it's truly really important um, the role that the partner that walks on this journey with you plays into your life and where you go and where you end up. And I'll just add to that: relationships has always been the best investment that I've made um, in, in business as well. Great, I like that. How about? So what is the worst investment you ever made on the opposite side of that best investment coin? The uh, Well, the worst investment that I've ever made is when I led with emotion. Uh, and I think a lot, of, a lot of people know about a financial IQ and an academic IQ, but they don't, they're, they're not paying attention to that emotional IQ. And every single investment and opportunity that I led with emotions and was too emotional uh, end up as a, as a disaster. So I continue to invest in figure, you know, in ways of to control that that inner voice, that little voice in my emotions, because it does impact everything that we do and the decisions that we make. Mm, yeah, the emotions get in the way. Maybe you get overly excited and you make too risky of a decision where you might not have made before. Or you're just not as careful, maybe with underwriting if it's a real estate investment. Um, yeah, absolutely, totally understand that. So 
My favorite question, what is the most important lesson that you've learned in your investing life and career? The wealth formula that was taught to me by a mentor, your mental capital times your relationship capital will always equal your financial capital. So if you invest in your mental capital, which is who you are, what you know, your high income skill set, what you read, what you learn, what you study, the courses that you take, the skill sets that you learn and, and so forth. And you combine that with who you know, the people that you spend time with, your network, uh, your mentors, your coaches, uh, your team. If you combine the two of those, that'll deliver the financial capital. So I always try and reverse engineer it and look at the financial capital that I'm after and the cash flow. Uh, and then I try and see who do I need to know? Where do I need to hang out more? Who do I need to hang out with? Who needs to be in my group? Who needs to be my mentor? Who needs to be my coach? And what do I need to learn? What skill sets do I need to learn to play at a higher level and uh, reach the next level or reach my full potential? Awesome. Always investing in yourself, investing in relationships. I like that. Um, that's great. So MC, where can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, cashflowninja.com is the, the podcast, as you mentioned. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, creating income streams in real estate, businesses, commodities, blockchain and crypto asset classes, paper assets, and so forth. Um, there's a lot of Cashflow Ninjas that share exactly how to do that. And I also have made a free course available, uh, the Holistic Wealth Creation course uh, that listeners can access at yourownbankingsystem.com, yourownbankingsystem.com. Awesome. And that link will be in the show notes along with any other links and articles that we've discussed today. Now, before we say goodbye, is there anything else that you'd like to add and you'd like the audience to hear? No, I, I really appreciate being on your show and having the opportunity to share uh, with your listeners uh, some of the things that we do. And then also, uh, yeah, to, uh, share share some of the things uh, that, I, that I've learned on my journey. Great. It's my pleasure talking to all the listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in. If you learned anything, you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out at PassiveWealthStrategy.com. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and a comment. That's a huge help to podcasters. We genuinely appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next one.